following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. After a few weeks off, we're back. Dixon County, Creekwood, Cheatham, Sycamore, and Harpeth all begin their basketball season this week coming up. Also, a little bit of bowling news. Uh, Dixon and Creekwood bowling, both really good teams. That and more coming up on the Post Exchange Podcast. This is the Post Exchange Sports Podcast, covering high school sports in Dixon and Cheatham counties. Now, here's your host, Casey Patrick. Well, we're finally there. We're finally to basketball season. Uh, the football season's still going for a few schools, um, but uh, n- none of the schools that I cover were uh, uh, fortunate enough to make it to the playoffs this year. So uh, we're going to turn our attention to basketball. Um, I got, got a lot of uh, anticipation and excitement for the basketball season coming up this year. Um uh, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to go over uh, everybody's uh, first opening game this year, uh, talk a little bit about that, uh, and we're just going to jump right on into it. Uh, Dixon County is traveling to Clarksville uh, on Tuesday, November 16th. That's their that's their opener. Um, should be a fun matchup. Clarksville's got a lot of talent. Dixon County doesn't have a home game for like five games. I don't I don't think they I don't think they play at home until they play Fairview uh late in November. I think it's the 29th or the 30th. Uh I think that's their first home game. It's amazing. I can't remember anything, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh but Dixon will be traveling to Clarksville. That boys team is really really young. That that Cougars team for the boys is really really young. Uh, I I like Steve Dodd. Of course, I've covered him at Sycamore the last few years. I like him. He's old school. He's exactly what a group of uh, young athletes needs. Um, but man, are they young? Uh, they spent they spent uh, stretches of time on the court uh, last year, where it was five freshmen on the court. And, and I mean, quite frankly, I mean they're going to spend stretches this year where it's five sophomores or three sophomores and two freshmen, and you know maybe a few juniors here and there. Um, I haven't got to see their roster yet, so I don't know exactly how many seniors they have. But uh, I've spoken with Coach Dodd a few times. Uh, I've seen him in a few of the football games so far this year, and uh, he's always a pleasure to talk to. He said he says they're young. That's always the first thing he says to me, so he knows. Um, but it, before they were able to have their own practices, he was able to open up the gym. People would come in, shoot. He said he, he said he likes uh, he likes the talent that they've got. So. Um, they're going to be going to Clarksville. The girls for Dixon after uh, what I would say is a down year last year, uh, Coach Webb had to fight through a lot of adversity with that team, a lot of injuries, a lot of new faces. Those new faces got a lot of experience last year. Um, I I think she's actually really excited about the team she's got coming back. Um, Still going to be a little bit of a learning curve, and and I think they want to bring along some of those freshmen and sophomore that maybe – didn't play a whole lot last year uh, to, to kind of supplement the offense, but um, certainly uh, a reason for excitement after last year with with all the uh, all the experience that those younger girls got. I think they're going to be a, a, a they might be a team to reckon with, um, especially if they get everything going late in the season into the playoffs. Y'all know basketball is a tournament sport. Uh, Dixon gets hot. Who knows what could happen? Uh, plus, I like I like Coach Webb. I think he's a good coach. 
I think the girls like playing for. Her. Um, but excited to see. I might actually go to that game. I got to hit up my buddy Brady, who covers Clarksville out there. I got to see what uh, I got to see what he's doing. And if he does, if he's not already sending somebody up there, I might have me a, an assignment for Tuesday night, which I've got an assignment. I just don't know which one it is yet. Um, that's that might be what I do. Anyway, we're going to move to the other team in Dixon County, uh, Creekwood. Uh, Creekwood actually gets Tuesday off unless it's they're playing somebody and it's not on the ro- the schedule that I've received. But um, Creekwood's actually going to host Cheatham County Central on Friday. I will be at that game. I will, I'm, I'm at that game every year. That's one of my favorite games to do. Of course, I cover Cheatham. I cover Creekwood. Both of those girls' programs are are just really I, I, they're they're star studded. Uh, a lot of really good teams have been through there. Uh, I, I saw Cheatham um, and Creekwood in that sectional game the year Cheatham won the state championship. That that sectional game was was almost as fun to watch. It, it really, honestly, was a better game than any of the games that that Cheatham played in state until that finals game. That was a that was a really good game. But uh, that that's going to be a really fun matchup on Friday. I think you know Creekwood. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it from Creekwood's standpoint. Cheatham's got a game against Hume Fog on Tuesday. That'll be their opener. Um, but but Creekwood, man, you talk about talent. That that girls team is is nuts. And Brianna Burgess comes back for her junior year. It feels like she's already been here uh, like six or seven seasons. But that's because she plays a lot of minutes and for good reason because. She's one of the best scorers I've ever seen at the high school level, regardless of what gender. Uh, Lauren Nichols is another one, just like her, the same grade. She's a junior. She's played a lot of minutes so far as a sophomore and a freshman. They're both going to come back. They did lose Allie Burgess, and they did lose Autumn Burgess, and, and they lost some other really big keys to that team from last year that made it to state. But they're not they're not rebuilding. They're reloading. Uh, they've got – Abby Owen, Savannah Baker, they've got some young girls that that can step in. Uh, a freshman in Alicia Nesbitt that uh, a, a lot of people have uh, – I hope I said her name correctly. It's it's um, She has a unique spelling. I actually like her spelling. It took her mom about seven times to explain to me that I was doing it wrong before I started getting her name right in the paper uh, when she was in middle school. Um, but she, she was always showing up in the box score in middle school. I'm sure she's going to have the same effect in high school, it, at least, you know, a few years down the road maybe. But I talked to Coach Wilson, and he said that he kind of expects her to be one of the contributors this year. Um, and we, we know Coach Wilson from Creekwood. He, he likes to use the freshman girls. He gets them in there. He did with Brianna and, and Laura and, and even some of the freshmen last year. Uh, if, if you can play ball, it, he don't care how old you are. He'll, he'll, he'll run you up down the court. Um, and, and Creekwood's boys – that it's going to be a really big transition uh, because they they did lose Raekwon Nesbitt, who was the leading scorer, and and he, I mean, and, and then the other one, Cole Adams, who was an electric three point shooter. I, I mean, I, there were some times where where he would just go off and he would completely take over games. And Caden Austin's another one that that was another three point shooter, long lanky defender. All those guys are gone for Creekwood now. Uh, the good thing for Creekwood, though, is that they still have Jameson Ford and they have Jace Harrell, and and they've got guys that can really play. So, uh, and they got Coach Taylor. I mean, you know, they 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 went twenty six and six, I think, last year, uh, fourteen and zero in the division. That 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 just shows you that that was a good team. But Coach Taylor's been there for a while. Back to back state sectional appearances. I, I mean, 
obviously he knows what he's doing. That coach does. So uh, they've still got talent. They've got a good coach. Uh, they're going to play a, a young Cheatham County Central team on Friday. That, uh, And I'm going to go ahead and get into them. A uh, really young Cheatham County Central team. Those boys, uh, Maverick, uh, Maverick Lee and Tucker Carter, though, are – you can tell that they have really started to mature physically. Um, I went to the alumni game the other day, and and the teams did. They went through a little warm up line, and and uh, uh, Maverick. I thought he was doing a dunk contest. I mean, the kid is just throwing it down. And and last year he wasn't doing that. I mean, I'm I'm sure he maybe could dunk last year, but he's. I mean, he is floating through the air, and of course Tucker. Tucker's a great shooter. Uh, he's he's going to be a guy that's going to score a lot of points too. Uh, and they also have some other pieces all up and down that offense, including Liam Hayes and and Braden Homie and uh, a few seniors that they can they can mix into that uh, rotation as well. But Cheatham is by and large pretty young. Uh, the good thing for them though is is the youth is is a pretty big part of what they've kind of leaned on over the past few years. So those guys they got experience. Um, they're going to be taking on Hoom Fog on Tuesday. Hoom Fog not a very good team last year, at least boys wise. I, I don't know the girls' record. I don't know anything about what what the girls were able to accomplish for Hoom Fog last year. But the boys' record was um, not very good. Of course, they did play really good teams. Uh, so that may be a little bit deceiving. Um. Uh, Cheatham County's girls, though, uh, they get Harper D back for another year. Uh, she's one of those that feels like she's been playing forever, but it's because she's been making an impact at, since she was a freshman. Same thing with Ansley Pfeffer. Um, the, and Caitlin Sisko, who is is an underrated shooter, she's going to be a big part. Uh, Ansley is all over the court, plays good defense and hustles. Uh, she kind of reminds me of one of those girls from that from that state championship team that uh, just flies around the court and and no regard for her body. She's going to get the ball and it's her ball and she wants it. And um, Harper's really smart. She she's the point guard and she's she has the point guard mentality in just about every sport she plays. Even in, even when she's in soccer, she's she's moving the ball around. She's trying to find her teammates. Uh, she's a pitcher in softball. Uh, she likes to be in control of situations. And if I'm a coach, I want her in control of the situation because she's one of the most gifted athletes on every team she's ever been on. Um, and, and so, you know, really looking forward to what they can do this year. They've added some I, – I, when I went to that alumni game, they added uh, a few freshmen, and the names are escaping now. Y'all have to understand, I, I, I read about 12,000 different rosters a day. It's it's kind of hard to keep up with everything. Um but Cheatham's got a few freshmen that, uh, I mean, are probably taller than me. They've started to add some real length now. And and everybody knows that Cheatham, that that girls' Cheatham middle school team and, and Coach Carter and, and the way everything's kind of – the way everything kind of goes through them, they know how to build them. So, uh, they, they can build really good teams. They've got really – they've got really talented kids. Uh, Ellie Pardue comes back. She's, she's going to be fun to watch. Um, she's a lot like – She's a point guard, but I, I think she has a little bit more scoring prowess to her than than maybe Harper does. Um, but you know, one year under her belt, uh, it, this team's going to be fun to watch again. I mean, I this Creekwood Cheatham girls game is I I get so excited to watch these girls play every year because you've got two programs that are so good and and so many, I mean, just so many kids that every year, I mean. It, this year's a new year. It doesn't matter. They're going to be good again, both teams. Um, 
and it might not be the last time they play this year. So, um, But moving on from the Cheatham, uh, again, they're playing home fog at Cheatham. All of these teams are hosting their first games except for Dixon. Dixon's on the road Tuesday. Cheatham's hosting home fog. Creekwood's hosting Cheatham Friday. Uh, Sycamore hosting Springfield. Um, that'll be uh, also again on Tuesday night. Uh, now, the exciting thing there, uh, Cody King returns for yet another year. He gets one of his star players back, Olivia Stewart, who was hurt last year. Uh, she's got an offer from UT Southern, which if I ever call it Martin Methodist, somebody please uh, correct me because I, I don't want to do that. But um, she's got an offer from UT Southern. I almost did it right there. And uh, he's back for yet another year. He doesn't have Callie Godino, who's been able to kind of lean on her for the past few years. She, she was an exquisite point guard. Very good. Uh, moving the ball up and down the court, leading uh, her teammates. She could score the ball really well as uh, also. So he's got he's to kind of move on from there. But um, he does return a little bit of talent, a lot of youth. That That's kind of a common theme. Uh, for for a lot of these teams because it's just young teams everywhere and and which is okay uh, a lot of good coaches here in the area. Speaking of coaches, Sycamore's boy coach boys coach, of course, they moved on from Steve Dodd last year. A lot of uh, a lot of confusion there. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys what I know. I it was basically announced like Steve was going to retire and. Basically, the school and Steve both moved on, and then Steve was offered the Dixon job, and he decided to go do that. But from what I was told by someone very close to the situation, Steve, I don't believe, really wanted to retire, and Sycamore wanted to go get Fisher Bailey, and that's who they got. Um, Of course, Fisher was a uh, former Sycamore War Eagle. Uh, He's going to bring a whole different idea and culture to the team. I don't think they had an issue with Steve, uh, but um, every once in a while you're looking for something different, and and Sycamore's got something different, uh, especially in age. I think Fisher's closer to my age, and uh, Steve's closer to uh, – I, I mean, I don't know. He, he was probably born whenever Revelations was written. Um, I like Steve, but he's an older guy, and, and he is he is a – he's one of those old-school coaches, and those are fun to watch. I, I love old-school coaches. It's um, – but uh, he he is an older guy, Sycamore. I, you know, like I said, they decided to move on. And and Fisher, he's a young guy. I spoke with him yesterday. I spoke with I spoke with him a few times over the off season. Um, he he really wants to change the way everything's done around there, uh, especially with the boys team. Um, he he wants it. Uh, and I asked him. I remember asking him. I said, "Well, you know, coach, are you." <sighs> It's hard. It's hard to ask this question and not sound like a complete. Um, I don't know, like an idiot. But I asked him. I said, "You know, are you into this new age type of basketball? I mean, everybody my age or, or younger, you know, they watch Stephen Curry and, and they think, oh yeah, just jack up three pointers. Because and you know, analytically, it kind of makes sense. Well, that's not the way Fisher Bailey wants to do things." Um, now, of course, if three-pointers open, you know, no coach is going to say, you know, turn down an open shot, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But Fisher's very old school in, in, in some of the things that he wants to do with this team. Uh, so I'm going to be really excited to see uh, what they do. Again, youth, I mean, Charlie Thomason is their lone senior. They've, they've got one senior. Uh, and Charlie Charlie's a great ball player, uh, lanky kid. He's got hops. He he can get up. He plays really good defense. He can shoot. 
good around, good all around basketball player. Um, but he's the only senior, so um, going to be kind of exciting to see what happens there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I don't really know. They are so young, but going to be exciting to see how they grow and how they get better throughout the season. Again. I've already said this, and I'm going to say it a few more times until you guys get, get sick of it. Basketball is a tournament sport, and all of you know it. So, if you – I mean, basically, you can stink all year long, but if you get in the district tournament and you decide you want to start playing like the 95 Bulls, you're just going to run away with it. So, um, moving on to the last opening night of basketball here uh, in Cheatham, uh, Harpeth will host Greenbrier. Now, if you're a Harpeth fan and you're listening to this, I'm going to tell you, you're lucky, and not because of anything, the teams or anything. We're sending my company, Main Street, we're sending one of our best young studs up there to write that story. And uh, his buddy, who's a photographer, Blaine Keller and Ian Castle are going to go up there and, and write the game. I know you guys love Bill Clark. Uh, I love Bill, too. He he is absolutely uh, – I mean, I'm, I can't even think of the word right now. It's very important to me – that he works with us. He, he does so much to make my job easier. He, he does so much to help me. Um, but Bill's going to go to Springfield. Or no, not Springfield. I looked at Springfield. They're playing Sycamore. Bill's going to go to Sycamore Tuesday. Uh, Ian Castle and Blaine Keller are going to be at that Harpeth game on Tuesday. Blaine writes some of the best stories that, that our company uh, actually publishes. So, um, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna be treated to a to a, what I really assume is going to be a fantastic season opening article for you guys. Um, of course, he he wanted to help out with the Greenbrier area too, so they're going to go out there. They're going to do a really neat job. I I don't know much about Greenbrier. They had that oh what was his name is like a Ivan or a Victor or something like that. He had a V in his name. That kid that kid's nuts. He plays every sport. And he doesn't go away, and he's really good at all of them. Um, but, I, I mean, surely by goodness now, he's either like a seventh-year senior or he's moved on. Um, but Harpeth probably has the most returning experience out of out of most of these teams. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, I don't know. They might. Uh, Daniel Moman, who comes back in his second year, uh, been speaking with him over the past few days. Uh, he's excited about about the team that he's got coming back, and um, I mean, you know, why wouldn't you be? So um, they've got. Let's see, I'm looking here at they got five seniors. Oh yeah, Ryan McMillan, uh, Aaron Bateman, uh, Ellis Hurt, who's actually a, a baseball player, but he decided to play basketball this year. Uh, Nathan Beasley, who's a new name, I think. I think he is the transfer that I was hearing about, and then. Uh, Aiden Williams. I mean that that kid's been. I mean he's he's uh, he's one of the best guards in 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 the county. He can score with the best of them. Uh, kind of a smaller guy, smaller in stature. Of course, I haven't seen him. Maybe he hit a growth spurt and he's like six eight now. Who knows? Um, but uh, they're they're going to be exciting. They've got some they've got some nice talent coming back. Uh, let's see. We got some juniors. We got. Uh, Oh, Logan Johnston, Ethan Merritt. Yep, yeah they they've got they've got quite a bit of returning talent. Um, 
I do believe Daniel Moman, he really likes his team too. He really liked them last year. They were just young and inexperienced and needed time to grow, and they've got that time now. And, and I think they've got an opportunity to kind of take over the county because Cheatham's still young, Sycamore's still young. Harpeth probably has the most returning talent out of those teams. Uh, it's going to be a dogfight, though. I mean, th- those games are always dogfights, street fights. They're, they're, it's just nothing ever really goes the way you expect it to. Uh, the, the kids that you think are going to shoot well from outside have a hard time shooting. The kids you think are going to play good defense and rebound have a, have a tough game. And, uh, you know, it's just everybody's just playing really hard. You hope there's no injuries. Those games are always tight. They're always tight. So going to be exciting to see which one of those teams kind of pulls away from the pack. With the girls, uh, Katie Pacifici, I don't know if that's how I say her name or not, but that's how I read it. Um, she's a softball coach. She was the assistant basketball coach. I, Katie, uh, Katie coaches everything, um, and, and which I mean, hats off to her. She does a phenomenal job with with just about every different sport or or uh, activity that she's in for both the middle and the high schools. Um, uh, but she's taken over the the high school basketball coaching position from um, Carly Miller and. Uh, the girls, the girls love her. Uh, the, the girls love her in, in softball. You can tell it. Uh, the girls loved her last year on the basketball team. She was the assistant coach. Um, she she does a whole lot of everything up there for. Um, she does a whole lot of stuff up there for Harpeth, and and uh, she's got she's got a little bit of returning talent. She's lost quite a bit, but uh, Kara Stewart, Alyssa Tapia. Um, Ella Russell, Emily Long, she's got four seniors right there. Uh, and then and then Ava Cathy, which is a pretty good starting five. Uh, again, I, I, you know, Cheatham's going to be hard to beat in, in that county. Sycamore's young, but they're getting their stud back. And Olivia Stewart, man, it, it could be a toss-up here too. Uh, but, but that's going to be exciting. They host Greenbrier on Tuesday. Uh, if you're there, if you're a Harper fan and you're there, my buddy Blaine's going to be up there. Like I said, you're going to want to read his story. Uh, he's he's as good as it gets, uh, for especially for a freelancer. Um, he, he's he's great at it, and and Ian usually Ian really does a good job of of getting uh, good photos. They like to work together, so I asked Bill if he would if he wouldn't mind going over to Springfield. I said at Springfield again. It's too early in the morning for me. I, I asked Bill to go over and get Sycamore, so he's going to go over there and get Spring uh, Sycamore and Springfield. Um. And that, that's all the basketball coming up, which, I mean, you know, some of these other teams, they've got games on Friday, but I don't have those written down. And by the time I do go and get them, you guys will be bored. So we're just going to go ahead and move to bowling. Um, Dixon and Creekwood bowled last year. Last year. Last week. Excuse me. Dixon and Creekwood bowled last week. Uh, in the boys, Dixon was able to, to kind of run away with it. Um, and – I, you guys, I'm going to tell you straight up, I, I I usually coach the Creekwood boys. We bowled really good, and Dixon Dixon bowled even better. Um, I told my guys, I said, hey, I'm, I'm proud of you. That was last Monday. Um, Creekwood and Dixon will bowl again this week. Uh, last time it was at uh, Dixon's home, which is Thunder Alley. This week it will be at Bowl Arena, which is Creekwood's home. So, um, certainly a little bit of a pride there. Uh, Creekwood, uh, I know my boys don't want to lose at home. So, um, they got an opportunity to come back and, and pull even with the season series, but man, Dixon is a very talented team. And I told Joey Malone that a- after the game, uh, I made him, I, I we kind of walked, 
out the door and through the parking lot together. And I, I was kind of talking about getting, um, getting everything, you know, uh, for the paper and, and doing stuff to kind of give them a little bit of recognition. And, you know, we're just going back and forth. And then we got to talking about bowling. And I told him, I said, dude, you got horses, man, R- run them. And he's got, he, he said he's got, he thinks he's got nine guys that he can kind of rotate in between with that boys team. And uh, if they start to put some serious, you know, if, if they start to put the pieces together, they can be a serious problem for teams going forward. I don't know what the rest of our – they changed all this region stuff. It's hard enough for me to keep up with who who anybody plays. So I, I, I don't really know who uh, Dixon or Creekwood would have to face uh, in certain areas as far as, like, region or, or sectional stand for. But um, if Dixon gets hot, I mean, they, they got they got some serious pieces. Um. Now on the girls' side, Creekwood was able to to get the win. Um, I'm really proud of my girls. They're uh, a lot of talent there. Also, also, and this was fun. This is some of the most fun I've I've had uh, coaching Creekwood in a long time. Creekwood uh, went to uh, what was it? Hendersonville. Uh, the, our girls went to Hendersonville Friday for the state individual qualifier tournament to to get into the state tournament. I think there was like. 70 or 80 kids there, and there was only 20 spots available. And uh, Creekwood got five of them. I, out of all the girls that qualified for state, there were 20 spots. Creekwood got five of them. And, I mean, I, I'm so proud of my girls. Uh, Gabby Mann, she's a freshman. Uh, she's she's the other coach, Scott. It's it's Scott's niece. She grew up in a bowling alley. Her dad owns the bowling alley. But – she only started to put the pieces together like this recently, and she went off the other day. She shot 12-20. She averaged 203 on a pretty tough shot, and she would have beat a lot of grown men that are really good at bowling that day. You know, a lot of these a lot of these guys that I watch bowl league and they get their feelings hurt because they don't strike every time, yeah, she would have crushed them, which would have been hilarious. I, I would have paid good money to see it. Um, but uh, she, she qualified first. Second was like 70 pins behind. That's how good she was. Um, Kylie Wright uh, with a 997. I'm trying to think. Uh, Melanie Blaylock had like a 992, I think. Maybe I got those two mixed up, but they both qualified. And Kennedy Taylor and Katie Rye both squeaked in there at the end and and, and made it. So uh, happy for all of those girls. Happy for the way they they bowled. I, it was a really neat moment as a coach to, to know, you know, you're sending five girls to a state individual tournament. That's a pretty big number, so. Um, excited for them. Excited for basketball coming up. So excited. So excited. Uh, I, you know, you guys know I love basketball. Last year sucked because I got COVID and had to sit out and miss a lot of games. So I, I'm actually really excited to see um, all the new talent, all, all the all the younger kids that are going to play this year, some of the returning kids that uh, that I enjoy watching. I, I'm ready to see what we've got this year. And um, we'll be back next week. I'm going to go over how these teams play and, and everything that happened. And uh, just make sure you come back and check out the podcast next week. Thanks for tuning in today. You've been listening to the Post Exchange Podcast, your source for high school sports in Dixon and Cheatham counties with your host, Casey Patrick. For more on high school sports in Middle Tennessee, visit MainStreetPreps.com. <laughs>